Yeah, could I do the three, two, one? Okay. Oh, you did the three, two, one. Yeah. Wait, why is it red? Why is it red? Because it's. Is that recording? Yeah, that's recording. It's recording. It's red when it's recording. Yeah, it's red when it's recording. Has it always been red when it's recording? Yeah. Have you not noticed? I have not noticed. Yeah. Um. Don't worry. Hey, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the Fat Guy and Skinny Dude Podcast, Episode Two. We haven't come up with a name yet because I'm gonna put it in after we say something silly, and that'll be the name. Yeah. Like last name was now Satan has Jaws. Yeah, because we were talking about it. Great. So here he is, the skinny dude and the fat guy. Welcome. That's that's great. I think that was the worst one we've done yet. Yep. Okay. So is your phone still charging? Uh, yeah. Do you want me to ask the first question? Yes. Well, actually, so, wait. You're not speaking into the microphone. I am going to sound much more dominant than you. <laughs> um, actually, I remember my first one, so I'm going to say okay, it. Okay, Griffin, starting the questions. To recap the format, we do five questions each, rotating back and forth. They can be about anything, although they generally tend to be about movies and such. And I usually ask one mind-blowing question. Mind-blowing. Both of us. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my first one is, who is your favorite character in Deadpool besides Deadpool? Question number one, who is my favorite character in Deadpool? I'm not going to restate all of your questions, by the way. Not named Deadpool. Wilson or Deadpool. <laughs> um... His blind roommate, and I can't remember her name now, but she's hysterically funny. Um, my phone is turned on. TJ Miller's <laughs> pretty good too, but yes, I would have to go with my blind, the blind roommate. Blind roommate. The blind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you ask Wait, your first. But who was your favorite in the comic book? So far. Um, Although that was a great question because it leads to my first one, I've got to say. But go ahead and Oh, answer. wow. Um, probably Weasel is pretty good. Now, Griffin, skinny dude, is uh, 13 and his very strict father hasn't let him watch <laughs> Deadpool yet. Sure. Which is why he didn't have an answer to his own question. But it kind of plays to my first question. What movie... That you have not seen, can you and do you most easily quote or most frequently quote? Deadpool, probably. Follow up. Yes, I think that's almost certainly true. Follow up question What movie that you have not yet seen do you most want to see? Um, I mean, The Fisher King seems like a pretty good one. You know, it's my favorite. Yes. The original Blade Runner. Also one of Apocalypse my Now. That's also. so just my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> the original Alien is actually probably oh, way, so way up there. Pops <laughs> out of his stomach. So awesome. Okay, I'm going to pull out my, my notes. So wait, third follow-up. Oh, wow. 
when you reach an age where your parents can no longer control what films you see, what is the first film you're going to watch on that day? I have absolutely no idea. Of course not. It's an impossible question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now we will move on to my second question. We're moving this week. We are flying through this week. (laughs) Um, We almost have to slow this thing down. (laughs) Slowly. What is your favorite comedy? Comedy. 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 Movie, obviously. Comedy film. I'm going to cheat. <laughs> oh, you got <laughs> I happen to have my notebook here that happens to have my list of my top 100 movies that I just did. So I'm going to cheat rather than just saying off the top of my head what it is. I'm going to actually look on my list. You could argue The Fisher King is a comedy. I would argue that it's not. But one could argue that it is, I suppose. I'm going to say mine is, um, mine is my Python, the Holy Grail. <laughs> just, I'm going to say mine is. Just, just to put it out there. <clears throat> Let's see. <laughs> the Fisher King. Apocalypse Now. Oh. Doctor Strange Love would be in the number four slot. And actually, because we talked about that today. Because, um,. Yeah. Griffin's cousin was here, my nephew, Ryan, who's a big film buff. And I was telling him, he, I asked him what his favorite Kubrick film was. He said The Shining, which is a fine answer. I know most people go with 2001. And I told him that the most entertaining, and in my personal opinion, my favorite Kubrick film, is, of course, Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Atomic Bomb. Or just the bomb. I can't remember now. I can't remember the exact specific Wait. phrasing of the post-colon thing of a jiggy. All right. And yours was? My Python. Monty Python. And the Holy Grail. And the Holy Grail. You're a loon. Jade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I like that question, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Don't mention the wall. <laughs> you? <laughs> Lancelot? Right? And I hop out of the rabbit. Wait, who gets out of the rabbit? <laughs> mm. All right. Do you want a Star Wars question? Here was my. This is not the official question, but here was my Star Wars question. Given the variety of creatures that are visiting the cantina in Mos Eisley, as well as um, what's the name of that lady's place in? Uh, I don't the Force remember. Awakens. I can't remember. I'm not even gonna try to remember. What What's the bathroom situation? Like, can there just be a men's woman in a women's room? Is it like one bathroom and it's just one stall and you can do whatever? Who knows? But there's got to be a specific kind of bathroom situation because they don't all necessarily. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's the question. Just everybody think about that for a day. (laughs) That's not even the mind-blowing one. (laughs) Honestly, there's so many joke things that's like human-esque creatures go in the uh, men and women's bathroom and then like aliens. Well, and like some aliens wouldn't even have gender, so I don't. Which, hey, 
That's fine. <laughs> Aliens can identify with whatever gender or alien they want. I'm not here to judge. I was more actually talking about a literal plumbing kind of a deal. Like the fixtures themselves. I'm not exactly sure how that works. Well, and then like there's like the huge, the bigger aliens that are, yeah. like, are naturally. Like, like could they fit on a normal sized toilet? Yeah. I don't think so. These are the questions that These we discuss. These are the questions that are discussed on. Yeah, but that's yeah. not a legitimate, that's not a f- official, formal question. Yeah. Here is the formal question. Do you know what a MacGuffin is? That's, a, that's not the question, but that's a, um, I need I'm to know sure. whether or not I need to explain. Right. A MacGuffin is a plot device. Uh, For those who don't know, it is a thing, and generally speaking from a plotting point of view, the thing itself doesn't matter much. But it is the thing that the protagonists are pursuing. And often the antagonists as well. <laughs> so, for instance, just about every Marvel movie is a MacGuffin movie. So, for instance, the Tesseract is a famous MacGuffin. The Maltese Falcon is maybe the most famous MacGuffin. Uh, Pulp Fiction, the glowing briefcase, MacGuffin. I, I just get a joke more in the... Deadpool Spider-Man episode of the cartoon where they're Agent McGuffin. Yes. I get that more now, that yeah. that was a joke. That's the joke. So McGuffin, it's, <laughs> it is a thing that, that it serves a plot purpose, but what the thing itself or pursuit itself is actually doesn't really matter. So, having said that, which McGuffin in movies or television shows you've seen are you actually most interested in the thing itself? Like the object. Like the object itself. <laughs> I know. It's an excellent um, question. By the way, I wrote an entire uh, thing about what is a MacGuffin and the best MacGuffins in film, and you can find that probably <laughs> Maybe. somewhere on thefatfilmguy.com. You got you got I love how we I promo it as if anybody's <laughs> listening to this like it's going to be some big hey on thefatfilmguy.com you, you can got, check out You got 50/50 chance. What of is a MacGuffin? I think if you put that into the search bar, it'll probably come up. You get 50 I wrote it about 5 years ago, <laughs> but it was a good article. You might have a 60/40 depending mm, on what we Yeah, done. if it didn't transfer over when I changed it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um. Yep, I sniffled into the mic. That was me. That wasn't Griffin this time. That was me. I never, I never sniffed. No, you do the gross sound thing with your throat. It's yeah. even more yeah. disgusting. Where I sound like I'm choking, basically. Exactamundo. Um. By the way. While he's debating this, I don't think Rosebud is a MacGuffin. I think it is often categorized as such, but I don't believe it actually is a MacGuffin. But people do think it is. It's a a point of debate. I fall firmly on the it's not a MacGuffin debate. Because I don't believe, even though the framework is auspiciously trying to figure out what those last words mean, it really isn't. That isn't the driving force of the movie. That's just a... A tepid construct. I'm just saying. My answer is the gold briefcase in Pulp Fiction, by the way. I'm dying to know what's in that. But it's almost a different one. Because I would think 
Griffin's is going to be something else. Or not old because he hasn't seen Pulp Fiction, but. Sounded great if it goes caught up by the mic. Mm-hmm. My neck. My gaffin. Mm, one second. I'm trying to think. Yo is thinking. Oh. Yo is thinking. <laughs> the plans to the Death Star. MacGuffin. The Tesseract. MacGuffin. I get one. I All know. the Infinity Stones. I know. MacGuffin. <laughs> um All of Deathy Hollows, Guffin. Okay, those were those are called, right? Or is Deathly Hollows the place? Deathly Hollows is the things. The Deathly Hollows are the invisibility cloak. The uh, To recap, he said Deathly Hollows is the things. <laughs> <laughs> is the, he, yeah. <laughs> Deathly Hollows is the things. <laughs> that's not. That's that's going to be the title. Great, mm. probably. Deathly Hollows is the things. Uh, the the invisibility cloak, the Elder Wand, and the Stone of whatever. Resurrection. Maybe. It's resurrection probably stone. Resurrection. Probably most likely. It's not the sorcerer's. Yeah, it's, the it's stone a resurrection. resurrection. Resurrection stone. Yeah, because it's the brother who wants to bring back yeah. his dead wife. And it's the, what he has what he has in the end to bring him back after yeah. after Voldemort kills him. And it's like it's the it's the brother that wants to bring back his dead wife. Right, and then she's a zombie. Yeah, the wife is a zombie basically, so he kills so himself. Yeah, I say. ruins his life. And then and then it's like the elder one, the guy just gets. And then he throats. murders somebody, so he gets in trouble. And, and then, then it's the only the guy that hides from death. Yeah, using the invisible. And he's the youngest Percival brother. And they walk together into the deathly light. Because the, he acknowledges him as death as an old friend. How insane is I just don't get. I don't understand why Harry Potter breaks the wand and throws it away. I don't get it. Why not just keep the wand? Just saying. Keep the other wand. Harry Potter. Sorcerer's Stone. The Sorcerer's Stone is the MacGuffin you are most interested in. Yes. Good one. And a good MacGuffin. Because mm-hmm. they don't explain it well, but there is a lot of backstory to it. I like it. Okay, my question. All right. <clears throat> my question. Um, I think three. Yeah, three. Uh, ooh. Um, do I want to save that? Do I want to save this from... Ooh. I don't know. That one. Poorly. Um, remember the last ones. Uh, like, what does Jabba use? Like, what kind of bathroom does Jabba have? <laughs> like, Jabba the Hut. How is that working? I'm just saying. All the huts. I don't understand. And then there's the little, little, little guys. How can they use a regular bathroom? Because they'll fall in. It's nonsensical. It's like a kitten. Exactly. Or a baby. Uh-huh. And that, that could have been a dark conversation. That could be the title. What kind of bathroom do you use? <laughs> um, what bathroom does Jabba the Hutt use? Um, Jabba's bathroom. <laughs> Jabba's toilet. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of which one to do. 
I'm going to say these, this one, which is kind of two questions, but it's really just one because they're really connected. What is your most underrated and overrated movie? As in, what movies do you think are... Yeah, what do you think is the most underrated and most overrated movie? Of all times? Yeah, in your opinion, obviously, because this isn't going to be fact or anything. I'm looking at my list of best movies to see if there's one that's obviously underrated. I mean, I suppose any of the ones I put up there, but... Underrated. 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 Okay, I know I'm moving forward to it. <laughs> underrated. Over. Well, I'll say this on overrated. This overrated is a tricky one. But I will say, and I have written this many a time, and I've probably said this to you many times. I think I actually said this today. I think I wrote it today. I don't know if I call Citizen Kane overrated per se, but I don't know that anybody actually loves Citizen Kane. I admire Citizen Kane. Uh, I don't hate it when I'm watching it. I'm, I'm, it's perfectly fine. The first few times it's perfectly enjoyable. Its construction is you're kind of marveled by it, and then there's a lot of filming techniques that he puts in there that were never done before that's, that's impressive. But it's one of those movies that you're more impressed with than you are enjoying. And Ryan kind of made the same point today about 2001 a little mm-hmm. bit, that we're kind of we transpose a lot of the genius onto it that may or may not be there. And it's really just that it's weird. I think that's true of the Twin Peaks. Remember I was talking about the Twin Peaks TV show right now? I think people are, he's playing it, he's slow playing it so much. And I think people are just imbuing that with uh, genius that, not not that David Lynch isn't a genius because he clearly is, but imbuing that with significance or artistic merit that I don't know that necessarily has that we're just kind of granting to it. Underrated. Do you have an answer to this? Um, I'm going to say for underrated, because I was just looking at credit scores. Um, I think Pirates, the new Pirates of the Caribbean didn't deserve the as bad of a credit score as it got. I agree. I think it was perfectly fine. Not even close to as good as Black Pearl, but that's a, obviously a different argument. There's my underrated. I'm, yeah. You know what's, uh, I don't know if underrated so much as forgotten. Well, before you say that, I kind of thought you might say Good Dinosaur is overrated. Yes. Excellent. The Good Dinosaur apparently is tremendously overrated, which I didn't know until you read me the critic scores. The Good Dinosaur is a bad movie. Let's stop lying about it. Bad. (laughs) Bad movie. Bad Pixar. Bad. (laughs) It's okay. You were like... You know, you're like whatever, 15 out of 17 or some such insanity with absurdly good movies. But The Good Dinosaur is bad. Bad. Uh, L.A. Confidential is a really forgotten movie that's genius that I don't think people talk about as much now as they should. In the Heat of the Night, that's another one that people don't talk about that they should. More. Talking. About. (laughs) 
Uh, Ooh, Shaun of the Dead. There's another kind of forgotten one. (laughs) The Fabulous Baker Boys. That's one that I think people don't remember as fondly as they should. Or I remember more fondly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Belle Epoque, which is a Spanish film that I think people should... (laughs) The French Connection. That's another one. But none of those are considered bad. I just oh. think those are all kind of forgotten. I think an overrated movie. Oh, I got it. Avatar. The I think Avatar, Avatar is a tremendously overrated, overrated film. And again, I think we mentioned this last week, but I'll say it every time it comes up. If you brought kids to that movie and they were crawling all over you, as my son and his two cousins were through that three hours of until the tree blows up. They're bored out of their skulls. The, actually, the technical marvel does not hold anybody's I, attention. <laughs> I rewatched it. Really? Um. Yeah, a bit ago when uh, a while ago when um Lauren and Brooke were here mm-hmm. a bit ago. Um, it was me like Nate. He just right. wa- we watched that. Um, I didn't obviously because I didn't get as bored as I did, but that's just a age thing. <sighs> I just still thought they need to speed that up. I think the one of the only things that could hold attention um, before the tree blows up is him like getting the is like him like going through like the weird bird monsters and getting mm-hmm. that. That's it. Everything else is slow and ex- and needless um, exp- exposition. Yeah. And it's the second highest grossing film of all time. But I think Titanic is also tremendously overrated. And my underrated movie, here's a little underrated gem. Here's I'm doing the, the DJ voice. Here's an underrated gem. <laughs> Coming at you. On the Fat Guy and Skinny Dude Podcast. <laughs> the Losers. Which did not get a lot of press. It kind of got lost in the wash with the A-Team and stuff like that. Oh, based on an actually terrific comic book. Yeah, The Losers is a ton of fun. It's a crime. It's a shame that it wasn't made. Zoe Saldana, Idris Elba. It's a shame that they didn't make Chris Evans before he was Captain America. It is a shame they didn't make that uh, make more of those because it's it's a lot of fun. It's a really good movie. Um, your turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. It's been a really good amount of time on underrated and overrated movies. We did because it's hard to think of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We just watched, uh, finished watching Sherlock, which uh, is important only because it's the setup for this. For those of you who haven't watched the last episode of season four, sorry, series four of Sherlock, um, then you won't know what this is about. How did Mary? arrange getting the last video delivered to John after the whole Eros thing. Also, why did Eros do the whole flirty thing with John on the bus previously? Because she never uses that again. Was she just trying to get the measure of the man? 
Yeah, this will just go over anyone's head that hasn't watched the last series, series of Sherlock, won't it? Won't it? <laughs> Boom! I'm 13! My voice is breaking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that act on AGT. Yeah. That was goofy really thing. funny. Um, well, one. And who's delivering these things for Mary? say um my answer as in why because it's a tv show is that they had to have some some way to have those messages get to john and they so your answer is no that's not my only answer (laughs) it's basically it's not really explained because tv show logic and you can kind of deal with that since they only had a five-minute conversation, how did Moriarty make all those sounds and tapes and stuff like that that she kept on using on a loop to go through the entire film? Go. Um, efficiency. <laughs> efficiency. Efficiency is the answer. Um, the... My real answer for the whole Mary Tapes thing is that I think she probably created them and probably had, like, an older friend or something that we just don't know and is off screen. And she said, if I die, send these to John and Sherlock. And or Sherlock. And or Sherlock, yeah. What? What was the other one? What do you think Mycroft was having Eros do... How big of a project must it have been to allow her to get the five minutes with Moriarty? Like, was it she was preventing World War Three? She was stopping the murder of the king and queen? Um, well, if it was five minutes, uninterrupted conversation with Moriarty, this big guy who he's got tabs on and everything... Is the best villain on the show. Um, uh, I would say probably something like huge. Maybe prevent a terrorist attack. Maybe prevent like the whole cor- country from collapsing. Prevent something that would create the whole country or the whole yeah country to just collapse. Because he did say she predicted accurately a terrorist attack. The last like five terrorist attacks they were able to stop. Yeah, so I think it was something, like, so big that it would have made just everything in the U... Even maybe in the UK just collapse and just be destroyed. I know the UK and England are different things. (laughs) Well, one's a part of the other, I suppose. Yes, one is a part of the other. The UK is... Well, I think I'm going to say the ones that used to be Wales, England, Scotland... Yeah, Scott. Ireland. Oh, yeah, and Ireland. Wait, is it? Yeah, Ireland. Ireland! <laughs> Northern Ireland, I guess. Yeah, Northern Sorry. Ireland. Okay, that's probably enough Sherlock talk, because who haven't watched Sherlock knows. Probably annoyed that I asked said questions. <laughs> like if mom listens to this, she'll be um, we we'll talk about Sherlock. Okay. <clears throat> Next question. This is more of a test question. Less than just a person. 
anything like that question. It has nothing to do with movies at all. But whatever. Uh. <coughs> I'm ready. I'm getting my mind ready. You're coughing uh. into a microphone. No, I coughed away from it. Um, out of these three gemstones, how many base elements are there? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fair. This is a question of knowledge, and you know I don't have any. <laughs> Sapphire, ruby, and diamond. How many base elements do sapphires, rubies, and diamonds have each individually? No, as in base, base elements. Like, what are they in pure form? How many... Aren't they all carbon? No. There's two. Rubies and sapphires are corundum, are impure forms of corundum, and corundum, impure forms of corundum can be a ton of different colors, like black, green, yellow, orange. Well, then how red. come they're different colored diamonds? Or... Red. Red, and then diamonds are, yeah, carbon, and... Technically, a ruby and a sapphire are as different as a red diamond and a blue diamond. They're the exact same thing, just we categorize them by color. Sapphires are the ones with all the colors. Rubies get stuck with just red for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Kaboom. Kind of like how all... Um, how, like, pumas and cougars and jaguars are all the same kind of cat. They're just... From different regions, but they're yes. all basically the same cat. Basically. Kind of like that. Like a bobcat and a panther, I think. I think a panther, a jaguar, a cougar, and a puma, and a mountain lion are like all the same thing. Yeah, I think bobcat is smaller. Yeah, I think bobcats are smaller. But yeah. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, who knows? Because I it's been a long time since I was a Boy Scout, and that's when I knew that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Excellent showing off question of knowing base elements. All right, here's a simple one. It's an easy one. It's a straightforward one. Why has Star-Lord never come back to Earth? Clearly, they know Earth exists. He knows Earth exists. And clearly, they can get to Earth. Um. But he has chosen... Never to come back to Earth, or at least even to come back and tell his granddad that he's still alive. Uh, I think maybe because there's still like an emotional thing because he saw his mom die and that was the last memory he had there. So it's probably not that good of a memory to have as the last one on your on a what you. So he's using the same argument ego used for why basically. But I think it's a little bit different. Instead of Ego saying, since there's no her, it's more he, the last memory he ever had on that planet was his mother dying, and then he got sucked up by Yondu. Um, And so when he can go to all these different planets and make better memories, he decides not to go and without any memories on, and it doesn't really... Ha- have that kind of emotional thing like this the last time I went here something terrible happened um that he's like okay maybe I just shouldn't go back to earth and maybe it's like also like 
he feels like if he goes back to Earth again, then something terrible will so happen. So what do you think is going to compel him to go back to Earth? Because he's clearly going back to Earth. Obviously. For well, Infinity Wars, um, El Numero Uno, which isn't going to be called Infinity Wars, El Numero Uno. No, I think Infinity, it's going to be, the first one is Infinity Wars and the second one is going to Oh, be. I thought the second one was going to be Infinity Wars and the first one was going to be something else, but maybe you're right. Who knows? Um, I, I just want them both to be Infinity Wars Part 1 and Part 2 because that just sounds awesome. The Infinity Preparing. They've set the uh, <coughs> filming dates for Miss Marvel. <coughs> Ooh, yay. Captain Marvel. Um, I think maybe what will happen... Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to start filming like next month. Is he'll hear about... Th- is like maybe Drax will compel him because he hears, oh... Thanos is raging havoc on Earth. Let's go there. And then Star-Lord hears it, and all of them agree, so they just like, okay, we'll go and fight Thanos. And Do you think Thor Raggeraggers <laughs> is going to somehow have a plot line that somehow compels us, leads us into Infinity Wars, which is to say leads us into them coming, or do you think that leading is going to take place in Black Panther, which comes out in March of next year? <laughs> I think it's going to be from Thor. I have a sneaking suspicion that the last Infinity Stone isn't going to be in Thor, and I think it's going to be in Black Panther. So only one left? Well, let's see. Tesseract of Space... Right. Ether was um reality. Right. Um, the one in Guardians of the Galaxy was power. Okay. Then there's time. Oh wait. Is mind it? and Oh yeah, and mind. Yeah, so there's only one left, which is soul. So the soul stone is the only thing that's left. Yeah. And I think since it looks more sci fi than Thor Ragnarok right now, maybe I'm wrong and they'll have go back to Asgard and I actually Never mind, I retract that statement because there's Hela in the trailers for Thor Ragnarok, and she might have the Infinity Stone for Soul. Where's the gauntlet? It's in the... Is it, is it in Odin's vault? Did, did somebody... Isn't there like a shot of the gauntlet where they're going through Odin's vault? Or am I misremembering? Because he needs the gauntlet, too. He needs all the stones and the glove, right? Isn't that the way that works? We, we saw the Infinity Gauntlet in the after scenes, after credits scene of, of Age of Ultron, remember? Thanos grabs the gauntlet and says, fine, I'll do it myself. Remember that? Are there two gauntlets, though? No, there's only one. It's the Infinity Gauntlet, not the Infinity Gauntlets. Because there's only five, six, five, five, six, six, yeah, six stones, and, like, it goes one on every knuckle and then one in the middle. Okay. Okay. And if you have all the stones in the gauntlet, you can control the universe. Basically, you can control all the stones, and you have all the power of each stone, and you can control them. And it's like, in the comics, it's like only Thanos and someone else, and then, um... The girl in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 who grabs the other Infinity Stone in the comics, she's actually the Collector's sister. And, I mean, not Collector's sister, Collector's daughter. 
and he makes her into like this huge machine into like basically another person that can wield the infinity gauntlet. Think they ever gonna be the collector back? Uh, slight chance, maybe. Okay. All right. Was that all flowing just from my question about Star Lord? Yes, that was. Okay. Um, all right. So your last question. This is my. Okay. Is this your mind blowing one? Yes, this is my mind blowing one. Okay. I haven't. I didn't use the gemstone one as my mind blowing one. If. The gemstone one was just to make me look dumb. Got no, it. that was just like a test to see if you remember because <laughs> I told you basically that a while ago. Just to make me look dumb. <laughs> so, if um, the whole world finds out that this entire universe and our existence is a construct of all of our conjoint imaginations, do you think that people will start thinking like that they are less important and that their life matters less? So we are all equally creating the universe in our own imaginations, yes. somehow intertwined with each other's to create... What it is we see, do, and feel. And I'm going to throw in a little bit more. And we find out maybe, like, our our world is really just a speck, like a speck of dust or something, on some on a real world. And that we are all... I think it will make people feel smaller. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I don't know why it should. Because I think many people that will feel smaller are people who believe in God. And if you believe in God, you're kind of already believing that to some degree. And that there's certainly a power or being or something that is above and we are in service to or of, or at least with regards to it. So I don't know why finding out your respect would necessarily change anything, I, but I think it would. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Something. Go. I think it would make almost leaders, I feel like it would almost make them more careless. Because they're like, oh, we're just a speck. Don't really matter. We're just energy flowing through on a speck or whatever. This isn't real. This is reality. Well, and then, of course, what is reality? Yes. Like... This isn't a physical huge world in this huge solar system. This is just imagination. So then what are we? If we're all just... Conjo- I, if everything we see and, in, and interact with is merely uh, conjoined imagination... I would say... Then what are we? I would say somehow living energy. Like, I guess energy... but Without that, a physical form? Yeah, without a physical form. Then we couldn't be dust on anything. We're just... No. As in... Does physical form exist? What? (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't even my mind-blowing one. (laughs) I think that it would be we are. I'm. The spec was just an example, but like, obviously, like I feel like we, if it was like we were on another world, and that somehow, like our world was just like a tiny. Like, our entire universe was just a tiny microscopic, like, like, even less than microscopic thing on the other world. I think we would be super microscopic energy 
flowing through, flowing like under the radar of anyone. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I think it would impact people, but no, I don't think it should. I don't That's think it's my sh- answer. I don't think it should either, because even. Um, because even though maybe this is just our imagination or whatever, it's not like we're any less of a being. We're still. And your perspective, I mean, your, what you see that your existence doesn't change. Simply knowing there's existence apart from yours and the nature of that doesn't change what your existence is. Okay. This is a little out of the question. Do you think... Aliens, just in general, or extraterrestrial life, does exist. I think in an infinite universe, it's impossible for them not to exist, not for other beings not to exist, in what form they are. I think where, where, I, lose, where I lose people, or where people lose me on this, is this idea that aliens are necessarily going to be more advanced than us. Because that, that I mean, the only reason would be that is that we're somehow a young race, but what if we're the oldest race, and all the other races are much younger than us? Um, so, I'm gonna drop something. This is actually a teacher thing, but I agree with her, which is, if there's not, that is a waste of space. It is a yes. waste of space to have one, um, life, one life form, one specific, like, life-giving world that has life on it that is smart enough to use and use technology and invent things and talk and talk and communicate with like a very diverse vocabulary is a waste of space to only have one instead of a bunch. It might, I believe that's not going to be anywhere near us and it will take us thousands of more years to find it. Or we may never. Or we may, yeah, or we may never But ultimately, it seems, given the size of the universe and, you know, this, that, and the other, that the idea that life would only exist on one planet seems, that seems a more far-fetched idea than does the idea that there is life on a multitude of other planets. That seems more likely of the two to me. Yes, I agree with you. All right. Are you ready for my mind-blowing one? Sure. Now that now that you're starting to duel, it's like dueling philosophical questions, <laughs> dueling philosophies. <clears throat> I almost think about changing mine now. Also, what if our universe is really just like an ever-growing snake on a, on a, another world? Think about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Griffin. Uh. Did you know every cell in your body? Is basically replaced every seven years. You know, I mean, they, they replace constantly. Yes, like it, because your dead mm-hmm. skin and then everything just dies, but then it regrows. Okay. So then, if that's true, and it is by all accounts, mm-hmm. um, then what are you? Where does you exist? If your physical self can be entirely replaced every seven years, this question. Where does you exist? Oh, wait, is I'm guessing this is kind of connected. 
um, to the whole, if you replace the head of a hammer five times and the shaft or the, the handle mm-hmm. three times, is it still the same hammer? Yeah. It's connected to, okay, good. <coughs> be another way to say it. Yeah. Basically. But um, then at the same point is if it if it is still the same hammer, then where does that hammer exist? Because it's not, then by definition, not in the physical nature of the hammer. Because I, the physical thing is the hammer has been entirely replaced. You have been entirely replaced almost twice. You're on your sec you're gonna be on your third you in like a year. <laughs> I'm on <laughs> Wait. a few more use than that. <laughs> few more me's. Yeah. Few more I'm on, like, you know. <laughs> okay. I believe that what makes you you is your beliefs. Not your physical appearance or anything like that but what you believe in and how you take in this world. I do not think... But where does that, that, that is, you reside? I'm getting to that. I do not think that it is an equivalent to compare the hammer thing to the replacing of the cells in your body. Because there's different things there. A hammer is not a living thing because it's... So the un- hammer... Is, is not the same hammer. Yes, but you is the same you. When does the hammer stop becoming the same hammer? First time you, the first time you replace both things. Once you have, it's no longer. It is now a different hammer. Yeah. Once you have replaced the head, and the shaft, and put it. So you, you don't think the hammer? So I gains but, any kind of existential existence once you start to use the hammer. I think. Okay. I think that unless it has the exact same scars or whatever, like scarring on its metal, then it is not the same hammer. If you threw away the head and put it on, it's a new, it's half of a new hammer. I think that head is. All- I don't think I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in an object's case, if you change everything of it, then it's not the same. But I do think that if you just change... So objects don't have a soul in your... I mean, mean, it's not like this is a possible question to answer. No! None (laughs) of these are what yours was. I'm going to say mine was. Um, Okay. Like, if you replaced the back of this chair but nothing else of it, it is still the same chair. I think, though, once AI is strong enough... That has like its own code, its own moral code, and whatever. Then, if you then if it is programmed to replace itself, but it still has the same functions, like if it's downloaded on a hard drive, I think that hard drive is what makes that that robot that robot. So then, theoretically, if you could <coughs> download yourself, your, yourself, your beliefs, everything like into that. Into a computer. Into a computer. You could live forever. Or as long as, as long as people kept replacing the computer. Yes. I think that what makes you you is not your physical appearance or, I mean, I think what makes your, you a human is your 
is the fact that you got bones, you got structure, everything like that. But I think what makes you you is the fact that you have your what your beliefs are, everything like that, and that if you took those beliefs and put it into a computer, you are now a computer. You are no longer human, you are just a computer. You are now a computer, a computer with beliefs. I think where this resides is, well, it's not like every cell at the same time. <laughs> no. And that would be my point. And going back to the, to use the hammer analogy, I think <laughs> even with objects, I think when we use them, we are imbuing them with something. So if I've got my hammer and I'm using it, it's my favorite hammer and I use it to build a table and then the handle breaks and I replace the handle and it's still my favorite hammer and I get... And then eventually the head breaks and I replace the head. It's still my favorite hand hammer because now just through the using it and replacing the other one, I've now... The first head kind of infuses the new shaft with the essence of what my favorite hammer was. So it continues to be, and even though the parts are interchanging, it continues to be my favorite hammer not because of the physical thing, but because I have, through usage and some thing, imbued it with such. And I think the same thing happens with our body. Mm-hmm. That our essence is imbuing every new yeah. cell that comes in, making it a part of ourselves so that even though cells are getting replaced, we are always us because there's some thing that is imbuing mm-hmm. those new things with our old stuff with who we are. That's my theory. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's applause worthy, but thank you. <laughs> and on that coffin note, uh, what should we call this episode? Um, Java's bathroom. Wait. Whoa. Wait a second, man. Wait a Avatar second. is overrated. Avatar is overrated. All right, this was Avatars Overrated, Fat Guy, Skinny Dude. We'll see you next Wednesday, probably. Yeah. So long.